Welcome back, ladies and germs. It's another edition of the Fairly Odd Asians, episode 188, and it is Monday, July 24th, and poor little Ziggy has a bent whisker. Oh, it's like literally at a 90 degree angle. Poor buddy. Oh, I can't imagine. Shout out, Will. I just want to like rip it out for him, but I don't think that would be... No. Remotely helpful. No. Uh, he'll figure it out. Uh, well, welcome back, everyone. We are excited for another episode. Uh, this episode is going to be interesting because um, we'll tell you about our day here, but uh, we uh, just got back from seeing Oppenheimer. Why were you so... Did you not know how to pronounce it? I didn't I didn't know how to Oppen. describe that. But uh, we just got back from seeing Oppen Butthole and... Oh, um, okay. How dare you disrespect that man's name? And um, yeah, we saw a 12 o'clock showing. And then later tonight at 6 p.m., we are going to the Barbie movie. Um, so we're doing the Barbenheimer or the Oppen... I think it's just Barbenheimer. <laughs> What's the opposite? Heimer, Heimer, Heimer Barb? Whatever I don't know. Uh, <laughs> we're we're doing that marathon today, um, but yeah, we we'll dive into Oppenheimer. So there will be spoilers on this episode. Yeah, turn off be, your ears if you don't want spoilers. It'll be a two part because we'll do we'll record the first part now, uh, in between as we're waiting for our pizza to cook, and then um, going to discuss the Barbie movie after we see it. So uh, it'll be a good good podcast here. Uh, but first of all. I want to touch base on some of the stuff that we talked about last week. Um, so the first being your TikTok talents. Oh, yes. So yes, 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 yes. Megan, uh, last week, was it last week only? What? The TikTok challenge? No, this has not been going on for like two weeks now. Oh, shit. Yeah. Is it really? Yes. Oh, shit. Well, yeah. how's it going? It's It's good. You know, I... Oh, yeah. We almost divorced last week about it. <laughs> yeah on the pod on the pod really good stuff forgot about that um but no it's it's been going well it you know i mean it's challenging to think of things to do every day mm -hmm. but i am persisting i she persists hashtag she persisted um you know i i'm gonna be really interested in a couple weeks if I'm going to continue to post because I feel like what normal people do is post like once a week or like mm, well if you're a creator you're posting like every day really yeah people post every day normally 100 percent yeah <sighs> oh my. yeah but it doesn't always have to be like an edited TikTok like no, it could just be like a random video you know Sticky sees the birds yeah shout out Will uh <laughs> yeah I know it's it's just God, I I was thinking to myself, I'm like, I wonder if there are people who are controlling TikTok who are like Sims players or like we're the Sims players and then there oh. are people like controlling us. And I wonder if people there are people behind TikTok who are deciding manually who No, there's no way who gets success. Do you under do you understand how many <laughs> No, I know how many <laughs> fucking people are on I TikTok? Know, I know, but I this is just me and my paranoid mine because i'm like i'm not saying that i'm making great content by any means <laughs> but i'm just like like or one tiktok of ziggy when he was in the fucking pan that went, went viral viral yeah i mean it's just so interesting to me what makes a viral video because it's always like I, stupid stuff well not stupid it's not always stupid it's either like 
people who are really hot mm-hmm. and exploiting their hotness. Yeah. Um, just like really, truly, organically funny things mm-hmm. that happen to people or that they capture or like really bizarre things. Yeah. And sorry to say bizarre people, but yeah, you know, I, that's the thing is like, there's no, there's no formula to, to virality. I feel like, I mean, people can say there is, he just caught something. What I think you? there's a fly. Oh, uh, there's no formula for virality, I guess. Cause like, there is definitely some internet bullying going on with some of those TikToks that you send me of the people on your feed. Okay. <laughs> Excuse you. There's just like the outliers in society that post on TikTok and it's just like a funny, I don't know. Well, no, who's the bully? I, I guess me. No, I, I've had thoughts myself where I'm like, God, I probably will never go like viral or whatever solely for the fact that i'm not willing to like be that out there yeah do you know what i'm saying yeah you really have to like um you really gotta like yourself and like watching videos of yourself or i have to do something so outlandish or not outlandish but like just oh that we i forgot about this i'm so glad that this brought this up in my mind but like the whole npc i was i just put that down when you said sims characters i put oh. down the npc, NPC gang, thing. Gang. so gang, gang. so give some people give the people some context on what you're talking about well there's been this trend and i don't know who exactly started it is but that one like blonde chick yeah she's been the biggest person doing this lately yeah but basically well and you would know this more because you've played more video games i think mm-hmm. with what are they called? Nine non non playable non playable characters, NPCs. Yeah. So just like extras who kind of like say the same thing over and over again, and like yeah. So like it's like I mean, you played in Pokemon. Like anyone that you go up to and you talk to, and they like give you an automated response back. Oh yeah, that's yeah, an yeah, NPC. Yeah, yeah. So a lot yeah. of times in like the newer video games, like Grand Theft Auto and stuff like that, and like real world games, there are NPCs that you can go up to get information from. Stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, there's the. But people have been jumping on this train of doing it's specifically lives. Yeah. On TikTok. TikTok live. And then people will give them like hearts or flowers, which I think actually translates into. It does. It translates money. into money. Yeah. They get a cut of it. So people buy these hearts, kind of like the stars thing on Facebook that we were talking yeah. about with Kevin. Yep. Um, but people like will buy these emojis and stuff and send them to these creators. And then TikTok obviously takes a portion of that, but then the creators get a portion as well. Yeah. So, and then, so they, so their viewers buy these, whatever, and these emojis or whatever you want to call them. And then sorry we got we're we're podcasting in a new, lo- new location right now we're in the in the living room on our main floor daisy's behind me on the um the window ledge and ziggy's looking out the window uh so if it's a little bit more echoey that's why this room isn't as carpeted it's got hardwood floors and stuff but um yeah they will get an emoji or something and then the tiktok creator will act out said emoji or like i don't even kind know of like if, respond yeah i don't it. even know if like the emojis like really translate to a specific thing do they mm, uh well it's different like because that, that lady because of... that lady always goes gang 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 well i think 
that's like her i i have a hunch that's like her weird npc like bit okay be like gang but no like the different like flowers and i think whatever the other they have they have set meanings yeah or so like, when they get one they do the thing well and they also i think have different like monetary value attached yeah. to them yeah yeah but yeah, so she'll go like... So essentially, the creator isn't like talking to the audience. It's literally her or him playing a character and being almost like a robot in that sense. It's very It's bizarre. fucking strange. I've been going around the house just being like, gang, 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 <laughs> gang, 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 gang. <laughs> it's so, so weird. So stupid. Part of me also is like, you know, if I really wanted to hop on this whole TikTok thing and make this a real thing... Would, That'd be fucking hilarious I if you did that. that. You have to have so many followers to go on live, though. Really? Yeah, you have oh. to have like three thousand followers. Oh we can my. we can do it on our uh, fairly odd Asians account. We have three thousand followers on our. Yeah, we have. Um, hold on, let me see here. Really? We have. That's where I should have been posting my freaking. <laughs> I mean, honestly. Videos. Yeah, we have three thousand two hundred seventy-three followers on TikTok whoa it's it's it it is literally all from that viral tiktok wow let's see how many plays it currently has so if you're new to the Dang. podcast we had it was 1.7 million plays oh yeah. my gosh wow uh yeah that was during covid though so yeah. that's why but yeah so uh stay tuned everyone it's it's been it's an adventure an interesting journey i probably will in typical making fashion move on from this challenge and go on to another challenge which i actually think if i do want to i mean if, if it comes to me and i want to post i, I just will like, yeah whatever but I'm, i might not make it like a thing to try and find like every success. Day. yeah but i found i saw a tiktok that i think might be my next thing i try what is it uh embroidery <laughs> oh my god you're so fucking old <laughs> jesus you old woman no i think it i think it could be really fun and fulfilling and i could make my clothes really cute and there's actually a gal who has a tiktok shop um she's based out of wisconsin and she makes these really cute crew necks uh with like embroidered where it's say like minnesota and then i'll have like the state flower embroidered and good luck isn't embroidering really hard I mean, I don't know. I've never tried it. <laughs> I feel like it's really hard. Well, because there's like all the different stitch patterns yeah. that like make up the designs. Yeah. Good Good for you. You you go ahead and try that. Well, I'm See just thinking. I mean, out. I feel like in my ADD brain, I just really enjoy trying different things. And mm -hmm. it doesn't always have to land or work, you know. But you're going to buy all the equipment to embroider stuff and then not do yeah. it. Huh. That's the thing. We'll put a pin in that. Let's yeah. circle back on that. We'll we'll circle. We'll certainly circle back on that. Um, all right. Let's get into um, the other thing from last week. The poll results. We didn't really actually post a poll. I didn't post a poll. But the um, your what was it? Your top five. Um, Oops. Is that the pizza? Yeah. Uh, your top five. You go, you go check the pizza. I'll give some context here. Um, Megan, we did last week um, a poll on, or not a poll, a draft for our top five um, childhood snacks. And uh, let's just say Megan's 
Um, poll was less than stellar. I don't know why I keep calling it a poll. Megan's um, list was less than stellar. So here was the list as a recap. She said Little Cheese Dippers was number one. One of one. She had the first choice. Uh, Scooby Snacks was number two. Keebler Cheese Crackers was number three. Clementine <laughs> Altoids <laughs> was number four. And then Potato Sticks was her number five. Uh, mine was Gushers, Bagel Bites, Go-Gurts, Fruit by the Foot, and Doritos 3D. And I thought my list was pretty solid. Uh, Kyle and Brandon then definitely responded to us and said we left off a lot of things. Um, so they said we left off. Here we go. What did they say? Uh, I remember... Little Debbie's, Twinkies. Kyle said Little Debbie's, Zebra Cakes, Honey, a Honey Bun, Swiss Roll, uh, Oatmeal Cream Pie, Cosmic Brownie. Cosmic Brownie was a good choice. Zebra Cakes are good. Um, pizza Rolls could have been on there. <laughs> Kyle goes, with the vibe of Megan's picks, I'm surprised that she left off saltine crackers. <laughs> I actually used to eat saltine crackers and spray spray butter on them. I used to do saltines with um, with just a re- regular butter. I also used to, um, what else did I do with saltines? I used to do something else. It wasn't soy sauce. What was it? I don't. I can't remember. Soy sauce and soy no, no, no. sauce. Soy sauce. Soy no, sauce and saltines. Soy sauce. I can't remember what it was. But anyways, I stand by my list. Do you actually? I think my list wow. is because okay, because we made our list subjective in some capacity, and so my all of Kyle's very sweet thingies. Ugh. I. I guess. I guess this the childhood snacks really show you. Uh, what our childhoods were like. What? Yeah, what your childhoods were like. Yours was definitely sheltered and old. Well, not, I don't think sheltered. I think um, just... Misled? Misguided? <laughs> I, I definitely... Um, I don't even know how you describe it. Maybe not I don't know. I feel, like, I feel like from my list... Uh, I feel like from my list... I did have some sweet things on there, but mine was like Bagel Bites and Doritos 3D kind of like salty because i'm i'm a salty fella i like salty foods yeah more than sweet kyle i didn't know kyle had such a sweet tooth maybe he does maybe i don't know i i think i gosh dang it now the pizza's i think actually done okay um but i i think i had this view of me always being the health nut but now that i think about it my your mother family in total we have always been very big health nuts. Uh, like your mother getting up and starting to walk in place. <laughs> Correct. Or like even truling down for my grandma because my grandma being diabetic for so many freaking years. Oh. Like we, I feel like a lot of that. Translated. Generational trauma. I see. <laughs> I see how it is. Well, I mean, my grandma got diabetes after my mom was out of the house living with her. My grandma didn't get diabetes until she was like late, like a older adults was she the kind that you like you're not genetically born with you like get it because you eat too much sugar i is that type two yeah it is but i can't remember which type she has Mm. but yeah so like she i remember the meals she would make it was always very veggie heavy not fattening she would make things like the salmon patties 
God, with Jesus. like healthy sides or she always made things with Splenda instead of sugar in it. Hey. So she would make potato salad with Splenda. Yuck. So that, Yuck. Was, that was my childhood. Yeah. I guess needless to say, your list was bad and mine was good. Okay. But I'm maybe scared. we'll bring back the drafts. Maybe next week we, because we'll be up at the cabin at Adam's parents' place. So maybe we do do a podcast there. Maybe. We'll see. We well, do a draft. We'll see how chaotic we could bring, it gets. We could bring back Doghouse Radio with uh, with uh, Kyle, Adam, Well, with the Taylor. ladies there, you're not going to get much. You you could do, you guys could do Doghouse Radio. Oh, so it's just going to be us all like <laughs> shitting on each other? <laughs> yeah, that'd be it's perfect. It's a dangerous, that'd be dangerous perfect. game. That'd be perfect. Um, all right. Uh, let's do our Oppenheimer review quick and then we got to eat and then get to Barbie. Um, so spoiler alert, um, we're starting here, our Oppenheimer review. If you plan on seeing it, uh, and don't want it spoiled, I would not, I mean, is it really spoilers in this movie? Cause it's like, I mean, it's already history, but I don't think I mean, I would okay. guess spoiler alert. many people don't actually know. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler alert. Um, okay, so we went to Oppenheimer at Southdale. Uh, first things first, my seat. We got, I, I specifically picked a theater that had reclining seats. <laughs> and we get to the theater. We have like a, we are, our, our, we were like almost center uh, to the movie screen. It was like perfect. And of course, my seat didn't work. Uh, so I didn't get to recline at all. It was fine. It was still comfy, but that's just a little shitty part of it. Um, but yeah, we saw Oppenheimer. It wasn't like a super packed theater. I mean, it was full, but it was full, but the front seats weren't full though. Well, I wonder why. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what would you, first of all, give it a rating out of 10? I would honestly give it like a 9 out of 10. I was going to say like a 9.2. Wow. This was like one of the best movies that I've seen. I know you make fun of me because I speak in hyperboles all the time. <laughs> but honestly, this and Past Lives has been some of the best movies I've seen in a long time. I still love you. So past good. Lives. So if you don't know the story, it's about Oppenheimer, who was Robert J. Oppenheimer, who was the father of the atomic bomb. Um, and he was the quantum physicist who kind of like headed up the Manhattan project. And, um, yeah, it was about his story. Um, and then kind of everything up to it. And Christopher Nolan, uh, was the director. And if you don't know any Christopher Nolan work, he has done like the, the Batman movies with, um, Heath Ledger as the Joker and then Christian Bale as the Batman because I know that there's been like 18 million iterations of Batman. Um, so he did like The Dark Knight Rises, like all those good movies. Um, he did um, Inception, one of my favorite movies ever. Um, Tenant that came out. Just He is a very well-known director and very, um, very good director. He's honestly one of my favorite probably the favorite director i will watch all of his movies is that because that's the only one that like sticks out to you well like there's like wes anderson and martin scorsese martin scorsese 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 i don't know easy for you to say. but there's like there's like other directors that have like unique styles whereas like christopher nolan definitely has a style to his movies he's very much 
uh, this is getting kind of photo nerdy, but he, did you notice how there were a lot of center shots of where, um, he's, he framed the subject up right in the center. So like big wide shots, even like the close shots of Oppenheimer's face, like we're perfectly centered in frame. I did not. That's a very Christopher Nolan esque thing, um, that he does. Uh, that I actually do in my photography too. Cause, Whoa. but, um, yeah, I thought the movie was really good. Um, yeah. What are your, what, what are your like takes and thoughts about the movie? Um, and we'll just kind of go off of that. Well, I did not, you know, I had heard rumblings on TikTok that, uh, we would see a lot of Florence Pugh's <laughs> boobies. Yeah. They and weren't wrong. They were not wrong. I think Florence Pugh was naked more than she was clothed in this movie. I would be <laughs> I think interested. You're right. I would be interested to see the time breakdown <laughs> of her shown on screen uh, naked and her shown on screen as um, as uh, clothed. Um, so in the movie, Florence Pugh plays um, Oppenheimer's first wife, right? Yep. Her his first wife. But she like, I don't know why. I didn't understand their relationship dynamic, really. She just kind of like turned on him. Yeah, I, and so this is why I'm not giving it a full 10. Because I did feel like there were weird things like that where there were plot Plot holes. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, hmm. That, that was one of them. That could have been explained. So all of a sudden she just like was psycho and like threw away the flowers that he gave her. Yeah. And I was like. That, it like came out of nowhere. It, yeah. it, it, it was like a rapid character development that didn't make sense quite rapid but um did you so okay one thing to know about oppenheimer is that he is a womanizer and he (laughs) was very much a um he cheated on florence Pugh's character his first wife with his wife that he ended up marrying but then at the end didn't he have an affair with someone else too yeah like yeah, it was just, it was a lot. Those scientists, man, they just... They just like they, fucking. They say big words and the women just fall to their knees. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but I no. feel like... Sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say, I feel like there's a stereotypical trope that... I'm not saying it's true, but that, like, when there are kind of those, like, quiet, like, nerdy guys who have this, like, weird aura of, like, mystery around them. Similar to yourself. Just kidding. <laughs> What are you talking about? I'm kidding. It's just like I've I've had a couple conversations with girlfriends where it's like, yeah, there's just something about that like weird quiet guy where he has like weird quiet guy BDE. <laughs> All you weird quiet guys out there, there you go. There you I go. Don't know, like I will admit, I was attracted to the weird quiet guys back in the day. That's strange. Uh but yeah, okay. it was um I thought the other part, so that Florence Pugh's boobs were a big highlight of the movie. Um, <laughs> were they? <laughs> they're a great highlight. Okay. No. Um, I'm surprised they're darker in color, like her areolas. Oh my God, Jesus Christ. Are no. we really going to get into this? Well, you were the one who said, oh, they were a highlight of the movie. I, yeah, they were They were good. They were nice. Very nice. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was, that was part of it. Um, I thought the, I'm going to nerd out here a little bit. Just the way it was shot is always so good. He used Christopher Nolan used a lot of shallow depth of field to like, and even like out of focus points to like really pull you into the movie, which was really cool. Uh, the movie was actually all shot on film. It was not on digital cameras. It was shot on seventy millimeter IMAX film, which those frames are huge. Um, so you get a ton of detail in them, and it gave off that kind of filmic 
old style movie vibe. Mm. Um, so that was really cool. Um, Star Studded Cast. Very, My God. Very. Yeah. Uh, is it Killian or Cillian? I think it's Cillian. Cillian Murphy, Florence Pugh, Emily Blunt. Um, Florence Pugh. Uh, who else was it? Robert Downey Jr. was kind of the bad guy in it, if you want to call him that. That w- that actually took me a long time to figure out what that whole thing was. What? The Strauss thing. Oh. That he kind of like fucked Oppenheimer and made him seem, made him play out to be like a communist. Yeah. I thought that was a very interesting line, a through line through the movie too, was the, the like fixation on communist like stuff. Because it was such a big, like the whole Red Scare. And- yeah. But I thought it was interesting because it was like Russia or the Soviet Union was our ally at that point. But like they were communist and we didn't want them to have the information because they knew kind of like the power that the Soviet Union had. And now Russia is like our full opposition. Those damn communists. It's just very, very interesting. Uh, who else is in this? Um, Rami Malik is in it. Matt Damon is in it. Um Let's see here. There were, Josh Peck. Yeah, Josh Shout Peck. Out Josh there Peck. was the evil doctor from Stranger Things. Evil doctor from Stranger Things. Yeah, the old skinny white guy. Oh. Yeah. Casey Affleck, Who Gary Oldman. Daddy or whatever his name is. <laughs> Truman. Papa. Uh, wait, what are you talking about? Oh, <laughs> I see. The Papa guy from Stranger Things. Yes. yes. This yes. is your ADD kicking in. You oh. just... Yeah, he was in it. Um, How is this my ADD? Uh, David David da- David Dobrik Dastmol Kasian Dastmolian whatever he is in like what? every Christopher Nolan movie ever. That guy. Oh yeah yeah yeah. He is yep. in like every Christopher Nolan movie. I feel like Christopher Nolan picks who he likes and he sticks with them. Like. Killian Murphy or Cillian Murphy is in a lot of his movies. He was in the Batman movies. He was the yep, he, the Wheezy, the Weezer or something like that. The that, Riddler? The Riddler, yeah. The <laughs> Weezer? Oh. <laughs> he played the Weezer. I think I thought of that because his oh, his this? thing was like smoke, wasn't it? Um, the Riddler's thing was like smoking people out and killing them that way with a mask that looked like Wheezy, Weezer from... Uh, Pokemon. I thought that the Riddler had like really fucked up ways of killing people where like it was always really grotesque and like extravagant and um, very like puzzle like. I don't really remember. Oh, who is this? Oh, he was in Pearl Harbor. That's where this guy, Josh Hartnett. I kept thinking, I'm like, I've seen mm. him in something before. I've never seen Pearl Harbor. What? Yeah. Oh, you would love it because it's like rom com plus. Oh, he was in Black Hawk Down. I love that uh, movie. Historical movie. But, anyways, anyways, okay actual back actually getting back to the meat and potatoes of our review um yeah it was i was very surprised by how captivated i was during mm-hmm. the whole i didn't fall asleep once and i only had to pee once hours yeah but i like weirdly was getting not like emotional just like very emotional at some parts mm-hmm. with like the music and the like tension and the the okay the the soundtrack to the movie was spectacular. Oh, yeah. It played in, like, really well. You mean the film score? The film score, sorry. And then um, I think I had seen this in tweets that, like, the sound of the movie was, like, really intense. And I was like, okay, yeah, it's fine. Like, I've seen, like, explosion movies before. This movie 
is one that I really feel like to get the full experience, and this sounds so nerdy, but like to get the full experience, like you have to go see it in a theater. Or if you don't see it in a theater, like you should not just watch it on your TV. You should make sure you watch it where there's like surround sound or like you have your headphones on because it is one of those movies that like the sound like brings you into it. It, There were like just parts that were so fucking loud and like the the theater was like literally like shaking that like to give the effect of like what was actually going on in the movie. It was like when we saw stars born all those years ago. No, that was, that was different. That was just like fucking, I, I think I still have hearing. I I have hearing damage from that movie because the first scene where he's playing the high notes on the guitar, just and it's so fucking loud. That was so loud. And we were like the only people in that theater. So we were just soaking it all up. it was very loud. That was, oh, that was aggressive. But no, I, um, you know. This that- might, I don't, I will say, I don't think that this movie tops Inception for me. Oh, wow. I will say that. Inception is my favorite movie of all time. Um, and partially due to the fact that it like, I just loved Inception's ending and how it was all wrapped up. Whereas this movie, like it already had like a set ending because it was like a true story. Yeah. Obviously, I wonder what parts were like. I'm I'm interested to see. Um, I'm gonna watch some YouTube videos on this because I love doing that after seeing movies like this. But like, um, to see what um, what parts were like exaggerated and mm. like what parts were maybe like left out from the story because yeah. it was based on a book. Yeah, uh, American Prometheus, I think, or something like that was the name of the book. Yeah. So I mean, it also I thought was very thought-provoking i mean it's, it's been, a very thought-provoking it's movie. been so many years obviously since the bombing of uh, hiroshima and nagasaki but um i loved how they made the president uh was it was it truman or eisenhower who they made sound like a rural guy he's like yeah that nagasaki oh and he's like hiroshima yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if the boot fits i mean if we ever went into a war again, which I know mm-hmm. that we're technically like kind of with Russia or whatever, not well, directly, not, not in war with them, but, but if that ever happened, I, I, oof. that's just like the whole moral debate of using that type of yeah weapon of mass destruction. Yeah. I, it was Ugh. a very, there were some, so some key plot lines to the movie were obviously like, um, one of them was like doing what's right for you and your personal career and then doing what's right for humanity. I think that was a big through line. And your country. And your country, like your loyalty to your country. Um, One of the lines was like, I think one of the main themes was like how much this event changed humankind and like mankind and just war in general. Yep. Because now like so many countries have nukes like we have so many more nukes than every other country but like it's just the the mutually assured destruction idea that like if one country sets off a nuke the world is fucked because we're gonna nuke the fuck out of everyone else and it's just gonna erupt into this crazy warfare do you think Um, that um this film is gonna be shown in japan Ooh. Good question. Because I can't imagine that... Did you, did you feel any heartache from this movie? What do you mean heartache? Being half Japanese. 
<laughs> I I don't think it. Ooh, I mean, maybe. Do, okay. Well, to fact check this. Just a question. Do the this is a genuine question. Do the Japanese people? Um, because like Japan was such a bad government for a long time. You know? Yeah. So do they kind of denounce it now? Denounce like how what? South Korea denounces North Korea. Does Japan? Do the people of Japan denounce like the atrocities that? the Japanese did to like South oh, like Korea being connected and like to Germany and whatnot. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I would guess, I, would I assume don't so. know, but I'm sure that there are still people who are reeling from the effects of the bombings and like, yeah. it's probably triggering for them. So one thing that that was interesting was like this bomb was supposed to, or I never really understood why they dropped two bombs. And one of them, they said in the movie, like, the first one is to show that we have this thing. The second one is to say that we can, we'll, we won't stop yeah, unless the war stops. So, which I thought was super interesting. I just, um, ugh, God. It's fucked up. I loved in the movie. I wonder if that's true. In the movie, uh, I think it's like the general, uh, their secretary of defense or whatever. And he's like, he's like, he has a list of the different cities that they could bomb in Japan. And he goes, we're not going to bomb Kyoto. I'm going to take that off the list because uh of the importance of the culture of japan is so much tied to kyoto and that's where my wife and i honeymoon <laughs> i know that was funny i was like oh my god was yeah so ridiculous no i thought the movie was really well done um it it definitely showed it was very it was i was very surprised at how like how much of a historical i mean obviously it was a historical movie but like how much that was a focus of like the communist red scare thing and then like the people turning on Oppenheimer because of him trying to um, essentially trying to get regulations and get the word out that like, yes, he created this thing and yes, he helped to create the bomb, but like this could end humanity as we know it. And to like really, um, he, he really advocated for like protections over nuclear weapons and nuclear war and stuff like to not do that stuff so your, that was super interesting your hand was doing such a weird thing yeah i know yep uh any last thoughts on the movie uh no i'm just i'm now in such like a not depressed state of mind but i feel like kind of shook yeah from that movie I'm so shook. i'm like oh now i'm gonna be lifted now we're gonna barbie. go see barbie, barbie Hooray. um okay <laughs> uh so yeah we will be back um after barbie um we will come back and review barbie so there will be another spoiler alert um but yeah we'll come back to that and then we'll do megan's journal time to wrap up the <gasps> podcast yeah. okay we'll be back bye-bye barbenheimer is complete let's celebrate cheers Ooh, get that good oh yeah get that good ASMR. sponsor us high noon cheers cheers and- Press the premium alcoholic sensor. Sensor? Seltzer. The best high noon. A pineapple. Mm. Pineapple at high noon is elite. A lot of people have been telling me that the lemon high noon is their favorite. I have never tried that one, but I can't imagine that would taste great. To me, that would taste like... like, uh, Mm, Tastes like piss. Or just like Bacardi citron flavored. Limon? Oh, yeah, Limon. Oh. I got drunk off Bacardi Limon in college at one point, freshman year. It was wow. at uh, 
Brandon's, uh, it was actually the lab, but it was used to be Brandon's brother's house. Uh, and we got drunk. Uh, we drank Bacardi Limon out of test tubes at the house. Oh, you guys are so cool. You are so cool. Well, yeah. I think you should let me lead this segment in the true fashion of having just seen a very pro women, pro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wayman. Wayman, a female empowerment movie. Um, it really was. It very much was. Yeah, yeah, down down with the patriarchy, as they say. But we just got back from Barbie. and Spoilers ahead. So if yeah. you haven't seen Barbie and you plan on doing it, just skip to the end. I'll put some timestamps in. Okay, Hopefully. Good. And surprisingly, Aaron stayed awake the whole time. Um, no. <gasps> you fell asleep! <laughs> I may have fallen asleep when Barbie went into the real world. Barbie and Ken went into the real world for the first time. <laughs> you for did? like maybe like five minutes. Yeah. Because I was a little lost. Oh, when God. like the girl, the main like girl and her mom. Yeah. I was a little lost when she was like part of it and she was such a big character. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and that was the membrane, the human and Barbie membrane. No, 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 no. I was, I was like lo- the pictures. Did they show America Ferreira show like drawing those pictures? Yeah. Oh, I missed that. Well, no, no, they didn't like show her, but they showed her like showing. Like at one point, she was showing someone at that Mattel office the picture she drew, and she drew cellulite I, Barbie, depressed Barbie. I don't remember that at all. So wow. I definitely, yeah, I definitely fell asleep. I'm surprised you didn't see me fall asleep. I'm sorry. Those no. chairs, those chairs at Imagine in Willow Creek are so comfy. It's okay. It's okay. It's been a long day of watching films. Did you? Okay. Sidetrack. Did you know that there was a shooting at the Imagine in Willow Creek like a few years ago? Oh, wasn't there a TikTok that we had seen? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe that's why they had police there yeah. tonight. It was a great. It's a great theater, though. I love it's that very theater. Comfy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Barbie was great. I would love your initial thoughts on the well fuck movie. the patriarchy ladies first i mean can i get an amen <laughs> what would you rate it i would give it you gave barb you, you, Barbenheimer. you gave oppenheimer a nine yeah. i give it a 9.2 i would get barbie like a a 7.9 Oh, that's lower than I thought. I would give it. Hmm. I thought it was very good. I thought it was really funny. Um, definitely not like kid appropriate at all. Is it R? No, it's PG thirteen. Really? Yeah. My God. Um. We're gonna name this podcast "Beaching Each Other Off." Oh my God. <laughs> Um, I would give it like, um, hmm. oh, this is delayed. My God. Honestly, like a seven, two. Wow. I that was good. I thought it was good. I don't think I that could watch what it. What did I give past lives? I think I give past lives like an eight or a nine. I gave past lives a lower one because the ending was so freaking dumb. Yeah. But I, I think it was a really good movie. I don't think I would ever on my own unprompted watch it again really just because like now i feel like i've seen it once and i've i feel that way with many movies. yeah it's kind of one of those movies that like 
you see it you once see it, it's like yeah. okay yeah yep i'm like the greatest classic finding nemo i will watch over and over and again until i die i'd watch oppenheimer again <sighs> i don't know if i have three hours of my life to dedicate <laughs> towards that again my god only harry potter and lord of the rings are worthy of that all right let's dive into it so barbie um the plot is that barbie um margot robbie spoilers alert again so if you haven't heard that already uh margot robbie is barbie the main stereotypical barbie or what, it, what yeah, was it yeah she's stereotypical barbie stereotypical barbie yeah um and uh she basically like it start movie starts out like oh it's a real uh every day is perfect and all this stuff like in barbie barbie land yeah, yeah. Barbie land. And then all of a sudden she goes, have you ever thought about dying? And then everyone stops. And then she wakes up the next day and she has all these thoughts of like cellulite on her legs and uh, all of this stuff. And what ends up happening is she goes to the real world with Ken and she finds out that, you know, men suck. The real world sucks. <laughs> yeah, the real world really uh, does suck. And that, um, yeah, it's kind of her story of like, finding herself and who she is which i thought was very it was a very clever angle that yeah. they took yeah uh i also thought it was funny um that they made fun of like mattel even though it was like mattel's mattel production. production yeah <laughs> um but yeah i the movie kind of goes throughout and then all of a sudden ken's take over the barbie land okay one question i had for you mm-hmm. was what what was the point with the horses? I didn't get it. Oh, because he... This is probably when you fell asleep. Because when they were in the real world and they just got there... He was a cowboy. And is that well, why? No, 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 no. Because he saw... He was looking all around him at the male people in the real world. And he was, like, noticing, oh, like, the way men shake hands. Or, like, the way men are like, no, no, Carrie. Like, I'll do this later. And then he saw the police riding on horses oh and he was like oh. he's like this okay. is what the patriarchy is i definitely fell asleep horses a, and I, power I, 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 I fell asleep at a very crucial part in the movie so. yeah <laughs> okay all right yep uh because well in the kendom they called it kendom instead of barbie land uh the kens took over and they basically made all the barbies they brainwashed them into being like subservient to your subservientary subservient to them. Wow, that was a struggle. All that good stuff. Um but yeah. What okay, first of all, what are your highlights of the movie? I think my highlights were the fact that they had such a diverse cast, not only of yeah. like ethnicity, but also I loved that there was ethnicity of ability and size mm-hmm. and um that like, is true i was not expecting that yeah and um i love kate mckinnon kate mckinnon so much so kate mckinnon <laughs> is um weird barbie weird barbie <laughs> so sad which is like the barbie that gets destroyed by their owner <laughs> like hair chopped off colored on it's it's actually pretty clever i i loved weird barbie so much and i was never allowed to have weird barbie because of course you weren't i had to respect my barbies and you know i was never able to cut their hair 
I yeah, actually how had dare, how dare you? I actually had a Barbie that it had retractable hair so you would like pretend and like play cut it and then it would retract in length and then when you pulled it back out it was back to the long hair interesting oh my god now this makes me want to like find all my barbies they're probably worth something (sighs) original barbies i'd keep them yeah but isn't because they won't be in the original box though yeah but they still could be worth something well i'm holding out for us having girls and Mm us just give them unrealistic body standards lovely <laughs> see this is such an interesting argument that i know I'm that kidding. like Mattel, I'm i was joking but i know that the movie kind of like played into how people say barbie is an unrealistic beauty standard mm-hmm. blah 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 blah. i honest to god have never equated to like my unrealistic beauty standards to a to barbie barbie oh yeah i don't think that that's actually like a i mean I'm a guy, so I don't really know careful, anything. Careful, careful. But I feel like that's, I don't know. I think it's an interesting I mean, because another th- theme that was woven throughout the Barbie movie was obviously like mothers and daughters and kind of like that yes. relationship. And, and that being a woman is, okay, I don't want to mansplain this. As no, 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 I just, no, no, I just no, took please, over. Please, no, no, I don't, no, I don't want to no. mansplain. <laughs> I'm not going to mansplain. <laughs> I know my place. Okay, keep going, keep going, keep going. I stopped. <laughs> I'm just gonna like mute my mic here. No, so stop. You're so dumb. Mic is muted. You're so dumb. No, but um, I was talking to Saskia. We got dinner on Friday night, and we were just you know trauma bonding and talking about how our and mother. If you're listening, this is not a dig at you. But sounds like it's going to be no, 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 no. But like Saskia was talking about how a lot of her body image and like eating kind of stemmed from like family or like her mom. And I know my mom always was very conscious of like being healthy and eating and like image. And I feel like that more so than a a doll. Mm -hmm. Totally. You know, yeah, totally. Like, my dolls are my friends. They were my confidants, and I made them scissor every once in a while. But <laughs> wait, 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 time. Actually, yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> that's how you make babies. Right? Oh my god, you're ridiculous. That's how you make you're babies. Ridiculous. You're ridiculous. Yeah, you just scissor two Barbies together, and out comes a baby. Yeah. Was there actually a pregnant Barbie named Midge? I think. Well, yes, I. There was. I. I never had it, but I'm pretty sure that one of my good friends growing up, I remember her having a Barbie where, um, yeah, it had like a magnetic. What the fuck? It was a hard plastic and it was magnetic. And then you would put the little like kind of Voldemort fetus baby inside of the hard plastic tummy. So then when it was time to play (gasps) Uh... birth, you just took the stomach off and took the baby off and it was there. That's super strange. I also do. You, do you think the the ship skipper skipper Barbie whose boobs got bigger when you moved their arms? They alluded to one. So in the movie, they come up with a plan to like get all the Barbies out of this trance of the Kendom or whatever, and then they're all in Weird Barbie's house and the. Uh, America Ferreira, I don't know, the mom in the movie. I, that, I just know that's her real name. What's her name in the movie? I actually don't know. Isn't that weird that you like watch <laughs> movies and then you like don't re- remember their like, I don't names? I actually said her name mm, in the movie. I don't know, whatever. 
but her character, she's the mom. She goes up to the Skipper Barbie and she goes, oh, yeah, I remember you, Skipper. And if you move your arm up, your boobs get bigger or whatever. Skipper said, like, if I move my arm up, like, my boobs get bigger. I mean, I don't, I don't. Is doubt, that actually a thing? I don't doubt that that was something that some Jesus. man probably thought was a great idea. Probably. Also, Will Ferrell's character was fucking hilarious. He was the CEO of Mattel. Oh, in yeah, the movie. that was so good. That was so funny. Why can't we just tickle each other? Also, also, Alan. Uh, Alan, Michael Sarah played Alan. <laughs> oh, so good. And I think he had the best role in the movie, for sure. <laughs> that was so funny. He was like the nerdy, like, kind of side character. Added some kind of, comic kind of a weird guy. Yeah. I don't remember ever there being an Alan. I of course. Well, when they showed it at the end of the movie, it like didn't. It seemed like Alan was like an old, old character, yeah. like an old, old Barbie. Yeah. But yeah. I am now getting flashbacks to. I had a little. Um, what are like the young Barbies' names? Um, oh my god. Polly Pockets. N- those are completely different toys. <laughs> no, but whatever like the little girl Barbie is, who's kind of like Barbie's younger sister. I don't know. I had one where she, you would like force feed her, or no, no, you would hold her stomach and it was heart shaped, but it, like you could squish it in because it was rubber. And then you would like push pee out, but then you could suck. Push pee? Yeah, you would like push pee out. But then you could also like suck pee back in through her hole. What the fuck? I'm really questioning <laughs> Mattel <laughs> and their toys now. Oh yeah. Um yeah, I uh, some other thoughts about the movie. Uh Meta from Alexandria was in the movie. She Do was you want to give any context who Meta is? I think I have on the podcast before. Well, for anyone. So Meta is um, an Alexandria native. Um, and she actually was Pharrell's backup. One of Pharrell's main backup dancers for a long time. Um, and she was in like the movie Cats and Hustlers. Um, but yeah, she's from Alec. Um, I kind of knew her because my sister was friends with her when we first moved to Alec. So I feel like I was very shocked to see her in the movie because she was the Barbie with the TV in the back. But um, yeah, that was another fun fact. Will Ferrell's character was really funny. If so, uh, another part of the movie was talking about how the America Ferrer character, she like the mom in the movie, the mom, she kind of imagined up depressed Barbie, cellulite yeah. Barbie. If you could make a Barbie or Ken, what what would you create? Dad bod Ken. <laughs> I would make dad bod Ken, and then I would. Th- I think I would make. I'm scared to hear what the next mm. one is. I don't know. Priest uh, Priest Paul. Priest Paul. <laughs> Father Paul. Dad bod Dan. Dad bod Dan. I like that. No, I, I, were there even any Asian Barbies? Um, well, I had the Shane and Mulan. What is he doing? Oh, I have a really bad feeling. Maybe he pooped there. Can you go check? Okay. Hold the podcast. We're just checking to make sure Ziggy didn't poop on my shoes. Or is he just smelling my bottom of my shoes? Is there anything over there? 
Do they smell bad? No, I don't know what he's doing. Daisy was sniffing them too. My feet do smell bad. I'll, I will, I will attest to that. Okay, so um, what were we talking about? We were talking about if I could make a Barbie. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Who would you make? Um. Oh, you were just asking if there were Asian ones. Yeah, I had a uh, Shane from Mulan, and he, oh my god, he was uh, my heart hot Barbie. Oh my god, he was a very hot Barbie. Nice. And then I had Mulan, but um, I would probably do adoptee. Barbie. Oh, interesting. That's mm-hmm. a good one. And like the back would have like a little write up of like, you know, maybe she's a lost soul and she doesn't really fit in into any of the cultures that she, you know, associates with. But she's really funny and she's a personality hire and um <laughs> she loves therapy. <laughs> and it's me. Oh, I'm <laughs> And she has two cats. Um <laughs> That's a good one. Um okay, some other things about the movie. Um very funny part toward the beginning of the movie they all the kens are on the beach and they start like fighting and they start saying i'm gonna beat you off (laughs) (laughs) that was was good good. that was good um what are some other funny parts of the movie there are a lot of funny parts in the movie i feel like Um, yeah I i thought it was very clever obviously like you said a very it's a very cheesy movie. Very cheesy adult humor. Yeah, definitely. I was surprised to see... I mean, I know it's PG-13, but I was surprised to see younger girls. Because I don't... I mean, I'm yeah. thinking back to me when I was that age. I'm like, I don't know if I would have gotten that. Yeah. So 7.9 for the movie. 7.8? 7.9? Yeah. I, I feel like it also I too. is yeah. tough because after seeing Oppenheimer, which was a beautiful movie yeah like beautifully cinematically shot and like it's a just great like it's line. very hard <clears throat> it's a hard transition compare. yeah yeah it's like it's like when you when you know you can't compare the two movies they're completely different it's like when you have that really shitty ex who is like really fun <laughs> and like maybe was like a bad boy and good looking and you're like oh that like was like nice but then you know that there's the person who's like actually good for you and puts in the time puts, puts in the, in the effort. time and doesn't play games and it's wow, just that's like, a good way of, that's a good way of putting it's it it's just like it's just two different worlds yeah. and both aren't wrong but <laughs> <laughs> just one's better than the other yeah that's just all it is one is just you know yeah yeah that's funny um yeah i it was good i'd go see it even though we just ruined it for you yeah. um well, Kyle was being a real hater against the Barbie movie because yeah. he is coming in hot saying that the new Napoleon movie that's coming out. I don't know if it's coming out soon, but mm. it has a uh, Joaquin Phoenix mm. as Napoleon Bonaparte. Yeah. And Kyle's big claim is that that will be the best movie of the year. Uh, Oppenheimer is pretty damn good. Uh, okay. I had some thoughts sitting in the theater waiting for the movie uh the first one what are your thoughts on people dressing up to go to a movie i mean i so context there were people dressed up in pink and like barbie-esque wear yeah if you want to call it that we saw them today at oppenheimer even people saying next to us were dressed up uh and then obviously at the barbie movie there there were a few people dressed up what are your thoughts on dressing up for a movie as an adult i mean i actually think it's kind of fun and 
you know me i love dressing up <sighs> yeah i your, love dressing that's your, up that's your fatal flaw do you think that's, that's a Achilles flaw of deal. mine no i'm just kidding you okay so should i just be depressed barbie and wear sweats <laughs> all the time <laughs> anxiety comes on the side oh my god okay so you like it yeah i think it's fun it like I we just, were talking about I how back in back in our day old timer when people would dress up to go to the harry potter movies yeah but that was kids kids would dress up to harry potter i guess it's kind of like star wars like people dress up as like star wars characters and go to those movies but that makes more sense because that's like cosplay more this is like barbie movie there's no like but it's like a celebration i feel like there's a difference between star wars harry potter like series movies where there's like a brand built whereas like barbie is just like a one-off movie there's not going to be a sequel to this thing i bet like i think it's kind of weird to dress up it's it's because it's not like you're going to a theater to see a performance. It's like you're literally going to a movie theater where people are bringing in fucking blankets. That's a topic for another day. But like you're going to like, I don't know. I just, I, I don't. I think I, I think it's this stupid. is what people need after being locked up for the pandemic. All the shit It's 2023. That's it's been two years since we've been locked up from the pandemic. And not for everyone. It's, I mean, this is like the first time I feel like there's been a big movie that has given people the cause to be like, oh my gosh, this is like a world phenomenon where everyone's really excited about this movie and like going to the theater. <laughs> I wonder if the mics picked that up. I hope they did. <laughs> oh my God. They definitely did. I heard in my headphones. I can't wait. Gross, to- Megan. I hope for so many reasons that we don't have boys and we only have girls and then i hope that they love dressing up and doing tea parties and force you to do it that's my fatal flaws i don't like i don't like halloween because i don't like dressing up all that much i think it's a waste i'm gonna make halloween the bilberg holiday oh, great. when we have kids great even um, if we do have boys i won't fault them for being the sex that they're born at um well, that's good uh i i also that brings up another point okay so personally i just think people shouldn't, shouldn't dress up no oh. shouldn't dress up for the movies um but the other point i was having was you know it's good to see that there are good movies coming out that aren't superhero movies oh my god like thank god oppenheimer barbie was good there's the new like the Apple original films movie uh, about like Native Americans and oh. like the oil rush or whatever with Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Yep. That looks super good. Robert De Niro's in that movie. That looks really, really good. Um, there's a new Hunger Games movie coming out, I guess. It's like the which I did not know. prequel. It's yep. the prequel. Yeah. Did, are there books for those? Mm, I don't know. Mm. I honestly have never read the Hunger Games books. Mm. Um. But yeah, I, I'm excited to see that there are other movies um, taking form that are not superhero movies. Yeah, agreed. I just... It's about goddamn time. I was, I was listening... I can't remember who I was listening to, but I was listening to some podcast, um, and they were talking about how... I don't know, maybe it was like a TikTok. It was like Matt Damon talking about how, like... 
when we switch from no longer selling DVDs or like VHS videos, mm-hmm. like movies really relied on that revenue um, and not just like box office revenue oh, to like yeah. make up for their profits of their movie. Whereas like now they go like straight to streaming platforms or like they go to like cheap rentals and people don't buy those movies necessarily anymore. Yeah. And so they don't get that revenue. So they have to make these big budget films that they know are going to sell superhero movies. And that's why you're seeing so many superhero movies now is because like because like they know that the brand is going to sell those movies. Whereas like smaller studios aren't going to take a risk to like mass produce a movie and advertise it and all this stuff because they know that like the return on investment probably won't be as good if it's not like a superhero movie. This is I thought why, that was super interesting. This is why I appreciate A24 so A24 much. is fucking rocking it. Let's just say that. Because I feel like they make such interesting and unique movies yeah. of all 100%. genres. 100%. And they're so beautifully done, always. Christopher Nolan and A24 need to match up i don't know about that there's that new a24 movie talk to me that's coming out yeah no fucking no way i'm seeing that movie that movie (laughs) looks so scary they should not be allowed to show scary movie trailers in like regular movies that's fucked i suppose that makes sense yeah that's not fair oh was the haunted mansion trailer scary for you no that movie actually (laughs) looks kind of funny i think it looks dumb it looks cheesy but it looks so dumb also i can't believe i mean i was just looking up uh, you know how there was that um, lawsuit against Tiffany Haddish? Did we talk about that? Mm-mm. So when Tiffany Haddish was younger, she and this other actor um, who were like trying to submit films on like Funny or Die, they made this film that was supposed to be comedic, but it was about like not trusting who or like, oh, you can't always trust who you keep your kids around. And it was about, like, a pervert uncle who was watching her kid. And then, like, they had this young boy actor who was, like, a kid. And he was just in his underwear. And then they, like, had shots of, like, the uncle, like, peeping through him through the newspaper. And, like, watching him in the tub. And, oh, like, geez. being creepy. And so, like, the two kids that were in that f- film or video had then later on in life, a couple years ago, sued Tiffany and that guy but then apparently i think this is really sketch the children just like were like oh no like we apologize like we're taking this allegation off and like we're no longer pressing for this interesting i was like that seems weird i maybe have a nuanced take on this oh boy okay cancel this man but like isn't that the parents responsibility to protect their children from that oh i can't believe you just said that what wait so you wait, wait, wait. isn't it the so, parents responsibility the parents had to sign off on doing that those types of scenes oh i see what the you're kids saying. parents so isn't it their responsibility i mean but also what if the parents were told like it was a completely different thing that they were getting into well yeah that's that's a hypothetical but the not hypothetical is that the parents are responsible I don't for think signing it, off on that kind of thing my two pennies i so don't shouldn't put, the kids be mad at their parents um, i feel like 
I would be more mad at the people making the video. Because the people making the video made a very conscious decision of calling this like the right. creepy uncle. I'm not saying that's bad. I'm not saying that's that. I'm not saying that's good. I am just saying like, aren't the parents, shouldn't the parents be held liable for that? The majority of that? Cause if they, the parents. Because they put their kid in that situation. I mean, the I'm kid sure... themselves can't sign off for themselves. They're a child. Okay, fair. I'm just saying that if they didn't know. That's a hypothetical. There can be two things that are true at the same time. You keep saying this. Uh, this is like the this is yes, your new thing. Two things can be true at the same time. It can be true that it wasn't good by Tiffany Haddish and the production company, but it can also be true that the parents were negligent and did and signed off on something that they shouldn't have. Mm. So. Okay, whatever. Hmm. Um, all right, <laughs> let's get into our last thing. This is a long podcast. It's gonna be like an hour long. Um, wow. Let's get into journal time here. Hopefully, Kyle and Brandon can hang on till the end. I'll okay. try my best to put timestamps in. Okay. So that we can avoid spoilers from everything. Um. Oh God! Oh no! I used to fly. Oh boy. Yeah, da, 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 da. Let's see. How do you remember which journal entry you've read? Um, you need a bookmark. I know, I do. Okay. Uh, wow, this is really good podcasting. Hold on. Good job. Hold on. Hold on. Good job. Um. Okay. Okay. Yep. So last time. Okay. So we're still in France. Obviously, this is the first month of me being there. I just had been talking in my last journal entry about how the program. It's been exhausting it's been a lot i've been learning so many things i went on that horrible day with pierre this is all that has happened catching everyone up so now this is a shorter one you're welcome people but here we go here we go it's honestly mind-boggling to me how trump is still the president of the united states (laughs) (laughs) not wrong still not wrong the past week of his presidency has been an actual shitstorm Honestly, I don't know if I'd mind just staying here. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) This might sound crazy, but Trump says he's going to support extreme vetting, dot, dot, dot. And then adoption popped up in my mind for some reason. Like, technically, these foreign babies are coming in and stealing jobs. Honest (laughs) to God, I am... Wait. You're so woke. I know. I'm so woke. Honest to God, I um something oh i could see him i can see him imposing stricter regulations on that the world is a dark and scary place oh my god wow revolutionary i am basically hamilton 1776 (laughs) (laughs) wow i you know it being in college you just like just like in Oppenheimer, when you're in college and you like are around people with radical beliefs and <laughs> sometimes you become communist, I just like, you just become... Yeah, sometimes you just like go to a different country, you have your eat, pray, love journey and you become communist. Yeah, <laughs> no big deal. I mean, I definitely think I was... Come woke as fuck. Okay. I think I was the most liberal. I will... Well, I don't know if I should say that. But up until this point, I think I was the most liberal when I was in college. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean, you're now MAGA, so. 
Okay, I am not MAGA. <laughs> Stop it. You are spreading lies <laughs> and misinformation. I don't really have anything to say about that. Oh, speaking of that. That journal entry, because you're just really woke in college, or you were. Yeah. Oh, we, maybe we can save this for another time. But have you heard Jason Aldean's new t- new song? Oh, yeah. That's been getting backlash. Yeah, the song that basically says, if you fuck around in a small town, we're going to shoot the fuck out of you. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to kill yeah, you. Yeah, like, oh, can't do that in a small town. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, my God. That's like an older song, I feel like. No, or is it newer? New. It's new. Oh. Um, yeah. I used to love Jason Aldean. Do you still? Fly Over States. Great song. Do you still love him in that song? Uh, that song is not a great look. Let's just say that. Well, uh, I think that we should not be surprised that that man is singing a song like that. No, he's he's definitely like deep South Country. Blech. Um. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. Follow us on social media at Fairly Asians. Um. Yeah, nothing else to say. We completed the Barbenheimer. I'm not as tired we as I it. thought I was going to be. We did, Joe. Uh, I feel good. Um, my eyes do hurt a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, your thanks butt so- is secreting mucus. That was <laughs> unnecessary. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. Uh, thanks so much for listening. <laughs> Follow us on social media at the Paleo Asians, and we love you all. Have a wonderful week. Bye bye.